Welcome to the Transformation Cafe with your host, Robin Misevich. Transformation Cafe, a weekly half hour of light, topical conversation about health, wellness, happiness, personal growth, spirituality, and other insights. We're glad you're here. Transformation Cafe, a fun place to nourish your soul. Now, let's get started and introduce our diners for tonight's show. Well, I want to welcome everybody to the Transformation Cafe. I'm your host, Robin Masevich, and we are in the Cafe Book Club. This is our last uh, wrap-up show of really looking at it. And I'm really excited because we're actually going to be going straight over to the joy practices that are in the back of the book. And I'm going to go ahead and have our co-host, Miss Amy Frost. How are you tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What was that? <laughs> Oh, I was trying to be an owl, but it sounds more like a cat. Well, that's your whip that it is. It sounds like a cat. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. It's kind of like it sounds like a girl. So did you feel no, more it sounds like a girl like, no, it sounds like somebody who's swooning or something. Oh, <laughs> oh I love it. Oh, so like okay. we could swoon. Sweet. Yeah, we could be swooning at the idea of joy. That would be good. That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't sound good at all. It sounds like a, a like an unhappy cow. I don't know. It doesn't sound good at all. Well, that, none of those anyway, so. we digress. My gosh. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the last cafe book club with the uh, book of joy. That's for sure. And um, I, boy, I have spent uh, the last couple of days going back and listening to all these great shows, and really want to encourage people if um, you're tuning in for the la- you know, for the first time, and just kind of saying because um, our our show tonight is called Relationships and Community: The Greatest Joy. So it's it's going to kind of be the tail end, but also kind of self-contained, which is some of the different things. But we're going to be doing a wonderful review with uh, a joy meditation that actually is going to be covering uh, the last eight episodes with the pillars of joy. So Amy, anything you wanted to say just overall about, you know, when we choosing it and and then walking through all this really wonderful information from the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds a little bit better when you do it. Just Just so you know, that's good. Well, okay, good. So, uh, I, well, it's just been a real joy to get to know them through their words in this book and getting to know their relationship. And that honestly has brought me a lot of great joy to see two amazing men, two amazing spiritual leaders in our world finding joy in a relationship, a friendship. And I think that's that's really key for a lot of us is being able to find those relationships that help us to to not take ourselves so seriously, yet stay in the game of some very, you know, serious, important work. So it was really fun getting to know them, plus learning a lot of really cool things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's like, you know, and if you go back to our first episode where we have the book, Andy did a great job of putting some postings and stuff up there. And there's actually a really cool video of Desmond and, and the Dalai Lama just having fun together. And it, the, gosh, it's very contagious to watch them. And, you know, I dare you not to smile. I, I'll just say that. <laughs> Because <laughs> when you start watching them and they're just having such a good time enjoying one another, it's it's just delightful. It really, really is. So we're going to do something kind of different tonight. We're, um, like I said, we're going to be viewing the eight pillars of joy, and we're going to be doing a meditation. And we've never really done this before, where we actually kind of take the whole show and turn it into just kind of a mindful 
exercise, a mindful practice. And what we'll be doing is, um, once you kind of get us, get us in a kind of nice meditative state, we're going to be going through all the different pillars and talking about the different, different aspects of those. And I think it's just going to turn into a really neat conversation. So, Right off the bat, let's just go ahead, you know, this is a meditation that's going to allow you to review the eight pillars and to use them when you encounter a problem, confront pain, or face any kind of suffering, whether they be a major life challenge or a a daily dissatisfaction. And this meditation is meant to be something that's smoothing out the ride of the bumpy roads of life. And I think that's one thing here at the transformation that we really want to be, you know, just a vehicle to really help people to have some place that they can go to, you know, have some new tools and to be doing something differently. So, you know, with these pillars, the practice that leads us to go into greater peace and greater joy. And I think we've really talked about that over the the different episodes that I think that's one thing we've really learned is, you know, there's this belief out there that joy is something that, you know, you don't really have space for having conflict and stuff like that. But really to have full joy, there there are times when you have to have off days and, and things aren't going exactly the way they want them. So we're really going to talk about being able to dance and all those different things. So anything you want to bring up with that, Amy, before we begin? I think it's really important, the whole idea of the that these are joy practices and that you don't wait until you're really upset or you're not having a good day to do them. The intention here is that it is a practice and you should be doing something every day, even if it's just something very small, like uh, taking the time to smile uh, to yourself, you know, in the mirror or to other people. So know that there's these 23 practices that you have and we want to support you and challenge you to, you know, try them and maybe try a different one you know, for a week each day and see see what happens in your life. Yeah, that's great advice. Because I mean, sometimes, you know, don't think you've got to conquer every exercise. It's like, you know, what's really just seems to get your curiosity or something like this feels right to do this right now. I think that's a really great way of being able to move into something when you're when you're working from meditation or writing or something like that. It feels like something I really want to, you know, pursue in the moment. So let's all just take a nice deep breath. And find some place you're sitting quietly. If you're driving, you know, just you can come into kind of a quiet place within yourself and still be able to walk through these different exercises that we're doing and still be in a place where you can be very mindful and uh, attentive to just all the things you need to be doing while you're driving. So you can sit in and really have yourself where you feel just grounded and you can feel your hands comfortably on your legs or on your lap or, you know, back, back on the steering wheel and have it be something that's comfortable. And after this, take some few deep, nice... Yeah, yeah no driving. Exactly. Like, comfortable, you know... You know yeah. <laughs> well, I meditate and drive all the time, but that's a, it's a difference. It's like washing the dishes and walking and things like that. There's all kinds of ways that we can meditate. So, so let's take a few long, deep breaths. You for sure don't close your eyes. That's one thing you're not, you don't need to do. So take a few long, deep breaths with, with the, within your nose. So to breathing in through the nose and exhale through the mouth. And again, through the nose. And out your mouth. A nice gentle breath in the nose. And out, exhale in your mouth. You know, let those problems come to your mind. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna chase them away. We're just gonna see them as what they are, their thoughts, and reflect on the situation or person or challenge that's causing you to have pain or suffering and be able to look at it from a new perspective as we walk through the pillars. 
So our first pillar is going to be perspective. And take a deep breath in with with the perspective. See yourself and your problem from a wider place. And try to step back from yourself and your problem. See yourself and your struggle as if you were watching a movie about your life. Now think about this problem from the future. Say from a year or a decade from now. And recognize that your problem will pass. And see your problem shrink as, as if you were seeing yourself from a very wide perspective until it just really comes into this smaller perspective of life. And take a deep breath in. And out. One thing I'd like to, to, to say that I think try to bring that perspective into perspective. My dear husband works with a lot of people who are transitioning and rebuilding their lives and one thing that he says all the time, what, whatever you're going through right now is just a chapter in your life story, or it may be just a page or even just a paragraph. So know that you can stop the story if you're not liking it now and rewrite it, and it doesn't have to be your life story. It can just be one of the chapters. So now we're going to move into uh, humility. Now see yourself as one of the seven billion people and your problem as part of the pain and suffering that so many human beings experience. You can see your problem as part of the unfolding and interdependent drama of life on our planet and even see yourself from space or from a God's eye perspective. See how deeply connected we are with one another. You are part of the flowering of the universe in this particular place and time. Your connection to others makes you much stronger and much more capable of solving your problem. Let yourself feel love and appreciation for all of those who have contributed to you, to who you are, and who support you in your life. I think that's just such a wonderful way of, you know, letting yourself feel loved and appreciated for all those who have contributed to who you are and who support you in your life. And, you know, just taking a moment to have a few of those faces come come to mind, be it, you know, a loving animal, you know, one of your pets, um, a family member or friend, you know, sometimes it could be that person that you see all the time at the grocery store. Or if you're in school, it could be a teacher or someone that you, you know, you or, you know, that you, you always catch each other eye and we smile at it one, one another, even if you don't necessarily fully know them. There's connections that we make with people all the time. So take a breath in and exhale out. Now smile and see if you can chuckle at your problem, at your shortcomings and at your frailties. Try to find the humor in the situation and in your struggle. Even if it is a very grave and serious situation, there is often some humor that can be found. The human drama is often a comedy, and laughter is its saving grace. This ability to laugh allows us to accept life as it is, broken and imperfection, even as we aspire for a better life and a better world. So, you know, just smiling, take a nice, you know, allow yourself to smile as you breathe in. So, Robin, and would you share, uh, share one of your favorite laughter yoga techniques? 
One of the ones that I really love in laughter yoga is just doing the vowels. You, no matter where you are, you can be by, by yourself. I do this a lot when I'm driving in the car. <laughs> I'll just go through all my, all my different vowels. And boy, by the time I get to my, you know, my oohs and my o's, it, it really helps. And, you know, just reminding people that laughter yoga is not laughing at another person. It's laughing because I can. And it's, it's allowing myself to experience being able to release, release any kind of tension that I have in my body. So it's a you know, very wonderful practice of just allowing ourselves to laugh just because we can. So it, it's, it's really helping people. So why don't we do that? So let's breathe in and we're going to do our A's. So <laughs> and breathe in into your E's. <laughs> in our O's. Oh, you could be Santa Claus. Oh, oh, in your O's. Oh, ooh. in your Y. <laughs> and breathe in. And breathe out. <sighs> and see, notice your shoulders drop. And notice you have a, hopefully have a nice smile on your face. And just being able to accept yourself for where you are. Because it's perfect just where you are. And our next pillar is acceptance. All right. Here we go. Accept that you are struggling. And accept that you have human limitations. Remind yourself that these painful realities do happen to us, to those we love, and in our world. Acknowledge that you cannot know all the factors that have led to this event. Accept that what has happened has already happened, and there is nothing you can do to change the past. Now remind yourself, in order to make the most positive contribution to the situation, I must accept the reality of its existence. Katie says, the suffering comes from not accepting what is. So not judging it, but just saying, this is where I start. This is what is happening now. And the Dalai Lama talks about acceptance and, and being able to be fully accepting. Allow, it helps you to really truly be in a place of coming to a new place of joy within yourself. So take a breath in with your nose and exhale through your mouth. And we move on to the pillar of forgiveness. So place your hands on your heart and forgive yourself for any part that you have played in creating this problem or situation. Recognize that you are only a human and you will event, eventually fall, you are, oh, sorry, that you will inevitably fall short of your aspirations. You will hurt and be hurt by others. See the sacred humanity of any others that who are involved and forgive them for their part and for their human limitations. And breathing in. 
and breathing out. And then I think of 12 step, you know, with, with being codependent and it's always remembering that people are doing the best they can with what they know. So it's really helping us to be in a place of, um, just kind of being in more of a, an open awareness and hopefully seeing people, um, just as we need to see ourselves and breathing in and out. Tim, I think you made a really valid point there. I think it's really important that we take a moment and we forgive ourselves for anything that we feel that we did or that we didn't do that causes us some suffering. And let's take a moment to put our hand on our heart and let ourselves feel that forgiveness of ourselves. Let's slide into pillar of gratitude. Think of three or more people or things that you are grateful for in this problem or in your life right now. Can you find ways in which your problem is actually contributing to your life and growth? Are there people or things that are supporting you to face this challenge? And I do feel like that's that's something that's really worth exploring. In the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the crisis, what are the flowers that are growing? What are the opportunities? Well, honoring and accepting, there is still gratitude for things that will come forward from whatever this is giving us. You know, it's amazing when you slow down and really look at what's around you and start just going from just those simple things of, you know, I have water, you know, I have a warm bed, I have food in my home, I have loved ones around me, and just really breaking it down into just these simple things. I have a shirt that I enjoy wearing. It could be, you know, just the simplest of things. I love the taste of a piece of fruit in my mouth. I love the the feeling of air coming through into my nose. There's just so many different things that we can just break it down into these simple things that, you know, we're just on automatic pilot so much of our lives. And being able to break those things into just those small joys that really are just the sweetness of life. That we just sometimes don't really slow down to be able to, you know, partake in those things in a way that creates them and makes them more sacred. And breathing in and out. And going to the pillar of compassion. So we put our our hand on our heart or place our palms on our hands together in our, on our heart. Having compassion for ourselves and how we are struggling. Remembering that it takes time to grow and to learn, just like with flowers and putting seeds in the ground and allowing them to grow. We are meant to be perfect, and suffering is inevitable. It's part of the fabric of life. There are going to be frustrations in our life, there's going to be challenges, and the goal is to use them for something positive. So feel the light of loving kindness shining from your heart throughout your whole body. And send that compassion to your loved ones. 
to anyone you know that is struggling, and out to all who are in need of love and compassion. And take a deep breath in and out. And just kind of feel that flowing out from your heart. And as it flows out to your heart, know that it goes full circle and comes back to you. So it's almost like this beautiful just a circle of love that as we as we give out we also receive and breathing in and out and knowing that we can be generous now we're going to tie this all together and we're going to step into generosity feel the deep generosity that is in your heart. Imagine yourself radiating this generosity of spirit to all around you. How can you give your gifts? How can you transform your problem into an opportunity to give to others? When we give joy to others, we experience true joy ourselves. And a nice deep breath in your nose and out your mouth. So, you know, going back and listening to all these shows, there's just so many benefits of just these simple things that we can do every day and touch, you know, deal with the touchstone of all these things that we've been working with. And just as Amy said, you know, taking one a week or however long it feels that you want to be walking through these things. I think it's just a really wonderful thing. I know for me, for me, I think one of the the one things that I really loved was um, this last this last pillar of really working with generosity, and knowing that it had three components to it. That was fascinating to me, and then also really, um, just gave me a different sense of you know being able to be in a place of joy as a giver. Um, and going back to that show, we talked about you know there's a material way that we give we give out. There's the freedom from fear. And helping others and ourselves to feel generous in, in knowing that we can be empowered and we can make the positive changes in our life, knowing that, you know, we, we can make those differences. And then our spiritual practices can be definitely some place of generosity and really seeking wisdom and sharing wisdom with others. And how, you know, it could be that, that small word of kindness that we're being inspired to say to someone that for whatever reason, we don't even know that that's the case. But there it is, and being able to, to share with someone and being able to be a helpful, a helpful word for someone in a, in a time when we don't even necessarily know what's going on for them. But boy, it sure made their day. So things like that that really can happen. So how about you, Amy, with any of these pillars of something that really it just kind of really um, help you to see it in just a totally different way? Uh, I, I like the bringing them all together. I really think that really helps to look at the issue from lots of different perspectives. And mm-hmm. I, I really like that. It creates like an alchemy, I think, bringing it all together. Mm-hmm. So I think that would, you know, and it really wouldn't take you very long to do that. Maybe you should record it for yourself or somebody who you cares about you, have them record it for you. And maybe try doing it once a day for a week or even longer and see how that works for you. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. 
And, you know, a lot of this can be, um, you know, looking at each thing and um, speaking to it as if it were, you know, part of who we are and say, hey, humor, how, how would that be for me? How, how are ways that I can express my joy through humor and see just kind of what comes up in journaling, you know, whether it's gratitude or acceptance or generosity, just having a conversation with that aspect of yourself and what you know of it now and helping it to help you to know it in a different way. I mean, I think that could be a really fascinating conversation and just very personal because for all of these things, it's going to be very personal in the way that we um, are learning and growing and moving, you know, moving through those different things. So one thing Amy wanted to do was um, at at the end after these practices is one of the other ones is called rejoicing in your day. And I would love to have Amy walk us through that one, too. Well, and this is in uh, page uh, 345 and St. I don't know how to say his name, Ignatius Loyola, um, and uh, talking about his uh, practices of reflecting. I uh, have have run into this, uh, his work over and over again, and I really like how you just kind of, this is how you set yourself up for success. So let's just kind of walk through this. There are five steps. First step is reflect on the day before going to bed or while lying in bed. Take a few moments to reflect on your day. Consider important experiences, conversations, emotions, and thoughts. Although it is important not to focus too much on what you did or did not do, the point is simply to note the major features of your day and to consider whether your day was in alignment with your intention that you set in the morning. Did you want to read number two, Robin? Yeah, number two is paying attention to your emotions and accepting your experiences. So, you know, take some time to reflect on your emotions that came up during that day. You know, if they're negative or feelings arose, just be present with them. And don't try to push them away or if they were negative or they um, were, you were trying to grasp at something that was positive. Just be in the moment and accept that if you were disappointed with some aspect of it, that, you know, you can put your hand on your heart and say, I accept myself as I am, flawed and human like everyone else. And, you know, in doing that, you'll notice that you have fallen short of the intention, but because it was part of what you allowed yourself to grow and learn in, it's something that's painfully that could have happened that day, but you can gently to say to yourself, that was painful and I'm not alone. And we all suffer at times. So I just think it helps us to really put that in more of a perspective and instead of being hard on ourselves, it's a matter of knowing that with that, just like, you know, talking about it's, it's something that's helping me to know myself in a new way where it can kind of get my attention. So it's something that I can change and help me to be moving into something that's even bigger than I can imagine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the third step is to feel gratitude. We always seem to go back there. The most important quality to have towards your day is gratitude for what you have experienced, even for what was hard and what allowed you to learn and grow. If you're keeping a journal of what you were grateful for, you may wish to write these down now. Yeah, that's a great idea. Gratitude is the attitude. <laughs> we always hear about that. Amen. Amen. Okay. And then rejoicing in your day, you know, you know, pick up something that you did during the day that felt really good. You know, maybe you help somebody or keeping your cool during a conflict. And if you can't think of anything, you can rejoice in the fact that you're, you're doing this practice and dedicating a merit for your day and let it be a blessing to all. 
That's such a great thing to be able to just, you know, the things that I rejoice for the day. And it could be I celebrated a flower. I celebrated watching someone eating ice cream. It can be just a little bit of anything. Well, I'm not celebrating anybody else eating ice cream, but I might celebrate eating ice cream. <laughs> well, you know, hopefully you're doing it and you're you're watching somebody else. Because you ever watch little kids eat ice cream? Oh, my gosh. I love watching little kids eat ice cream. They're just like so in the moment. It's great. <laughs> then, so we're looking now towards tomorrow. You can finish by turning your attention to the next day and setting your intention for how you wish to face the challenges that may come. Trust that you will be able to handle whatever the next day may hold and release your concerns for the night as you allow yourself to go to rest, to go to sleep. Mm, that's so great. You know, you know what, what would it take for me to, to, to fall asleep with a smile on my face and to wake up with a smile on my face? Okay. I think that's just a wonderful thing. I'm looking forward to that. You wanted to finish with the relationship and community? Yeah, I think it's really important that that's something that the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu really want to emphasize is that, you know, the source of our true joy is in a deep and profound spiritual community that we have nurtured and been nurtured by. You know, so as I nurture another, I nurture myself. And it's really coming from that community of love and practice that we are teaching joy to let, you know, whatever it comes in the meaning that's meaningful for you and your community, it really helps us to be bonded and really nurturing ourselves, be it a friend or relative. So re- relationships are the true proving ground for spirituality. Ultimately, joy is not something to learn. It is something to live. And our greatest joy is lived in a deep, loving, and generous relationship with others. And I really think that, you know, with, as, I, as I know others, I know myself. So, you know, may you all have people that just adore you and just love being around you. And, you know, may there be places where you just celebrate the day by just being able to break bread with one another and be able to just smile and have a simple laugh with one another about sharing your days. I think that's one of the most wonderful things you can do for one another. And I'm very grateful and joyful that I have such a precious sister and um, a loving husband. I want to thank him for his, um, you know, assisting with our shows and everything we do. And just really want to be joyful and grateful for just our community. You know, thank you so much for joining us here at the Transformation Cafe. And again, we just love hearing from all of you guys and our international audience and just love your your messages and just our ideas for shows. We look forward to our, our next book, which will probably be in a couple months. And we're going to have some wonderful guests up to that. And um, anything else you'd like to add, Amy? It's been a really fun and joyful ride, and I look forward to what's next. Okay, very good, very good. And again, thank you to everybody with the cafe, and we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Transformation Cafe podcast. To learn more, visit transformation-cafe.com for show notes, guest information, and links to previous shows. You can also subscribe to the Transformation Cafe podcast on iTunes. Join us again next time at the Transformation Cafe, a fun place to nourish your soul.